0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the WCPO High School Insider podcast. I'm your host Mike Dyer. As always, you can hear this WCPO High School Insider every week, so make sure you subscribe using your favorite podcast app. Be sure to follow all of our coverage on WCPO 9 Sports and wcpo.com. I'll be out at Marymont High School on Friday night as uh, Marymont 6 and 1 takes on undefeated 7 and 0 Wyoming, and that is our WCPO High school football game of the week, a big CHL matchup. Marymount hasn't defeated Wyoming since 2006, so definitely going to be an interesting matchup to watch. But uh, later on in this episode, you're going to hear from Mount Notre Dame volleyball coach Michael Crofton. Talks about the Cougars playing in a two-day tournament this weekend in Arizona in the GEICO Girls Volleyball Invitational. The actual championship match is on ESPNU on Saturday night, so that's something to definitely keep an eye on. Uh, you also hear from Anderson head football coach Evan Dreyer as uh, the Raptors defeated Winton Woods 28-21 in a comeback fashion this past week. And I was out there at Charles Brown Stadium to uh, take in all the action and uh, get uh, Coach Dreyer's take on that first win for the Raptors over Winton Woods since 2009. But uh, I want to tell everybody you want to make sure you start your day with Chick-fil-A. Your greater Cincinnati, northern Kentucky area Chick-fil-A has delicious breakfast options for you, including the chicken minis. Egg White Grill, or the classic Chicken Biscuit. It's easy to order in the Chick-fil-A app and earn points today. But first up, a conversation with Hughes head football coach Chris Mobley about the Big Reds' 5-0 record as they take on Western Hills this week. Uh, Chris not only talked about the uh, special nature of this team this season, but his journey in becoming the head coach starting in 2016. Hughes defeated Woodward 46-6 on October 2nd at Stargill stadium. And, uh, it was a renewal of the second oldest high school football rival rivalry in the country, according to Cincinnati public schools, uh, Hughes and Woodward go back to 1878, making it the, the oldest, uh, known Ohio high school football game. And, uh, please, uh, have Chris here on the WCPO high school insider podcast. And, uh, Hughes, as I mentioned, five and zero right now, uh, number eight in the division three region 12 computer point standings. And, um, Coach, uh, tell me what uh, what you like most about the way uh, the Big Red is playing right now. Mike, I appreciate you for having me. Um, what I
1: like most about us right now is, is the brotherhood. Um, we're playing together. We're playing for each other. Um, we're playing hard, and we're very focused. Um, we missed the first two games of the season, and um, that lit a fire up under us and made, her, made us that much more hungry. And the boys, are they're playing hard um, every single down. They're not quitting hitting hard, we're catching passes, we're running behind our pads and um, executing the play
0: calls to the best of our ability. Great. And uh, Hughes is playing at Western Hills on Friday and uh, uh, continue to uh, be right there uh, with uh, a 2-0 <laughs> record in this Mac and uh, certainly have an eye on uh, later this season with a chance to capture a conference championship. But, Coach, you c- kind of take me back to Saturday and uh, who played well for you on both sides of the ball and uh, kind of take me through that game if you could. Um, Celine
1: Ford started off really hot for us. He's a, a junior running back, kind of under the radar. Gets overshadowed a little bit by Keontres Devon, who also plays some running back. Um, I believe Celine Ford had a little over 120 rushing yards. Um, Keontres Devon rushed for um, three touchdowns. And Celine Ford also recovered a fumble um, and scored on its five yards. Um, Amaru Lindsey caught a touchdown pass. Marvin Good is playing great at quarterback for us. Um and becoming a really good leader. The offense, the line is improving every week. Um, all those guys are first year starters up front for us. And also, um, these guys don't get much credit, but my, my coaching staff, I have to give those guys credit. Five out of the six coaches we have um, on staff are first year high school coaches. Mm-hmm. And they're coming in with a lot of energy and, and they're learning and, and working hard. And um, they're a big part of our success also.
0: Gotcha. Um, can you tell me a little bit about uh, your, your coaching staff and, and what they've done to really kind of make uh, you so successful this year as a team? Mm. Well, our staff is
1: combined of a bunch of guys. Um, I'm not a person that knows it all, and they're all good at certain things. They all have their strengths and make up for what I'm not good at. Um, my assistant head coach, Roger Horton, who's been with me for around four seasons now, he's a um, top-notch guy, great leader. Um, a lot of guys in our staff um, have master degrees, um, have some couple of coached little league um, and just, just good, good, good role models for our young men.
0: I want to put the focus back on your players here in a second, but obviously this is your sixth season at Hughes. Yeah. Uh, definitely clinched a, a third consecutive winning season uh, with the win this past weekend. And uh, kind of take me through this process. You had a, a tweet that was really telling. Uh, I think you <laughs> tweeted a couple of weeks ago, got a lot of, <laughs> A lot of traction yeah. uh, on Twitter about uh, how you took over this program. Kind of uh, recap that a little bit for those who didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, as you
1: mentioned, it's the third straight winning season. It's first time in our 140-something-year uh, history that has happened. Um, and we're excited about that as, as a staff and as a team. Um, but, yeah, going back to 2016, you know, I was 28, 29 years old um and didn't know anybody down here and just just came in with a hard work ethic um previously i had coach college football before i came here um but just just learning you know learning the high school game and you know making that adjustment it took a couple years and you know finding some good coaches to come along with me um we got our butts kicked a lot you know a lot of 50 point games um, 50 points scored on us at halftime a couple times um and you know i wasn't happy about it i'm a competitor And all that did was, you know, just motivate me to work harder. I didn't cry about it or whatnot, but I just knew if I wanted to to turn Hughes into an elite program, I just had to work my butt off and find people um, with the same vision I had and change the culture here. The culture here was really terrible, honestly. Um, When I came, no one wanted to play football. Football wasn't fun to anyone. Um, So I tried to make it a place where people wanted to come here and play and, um, you know, work hard and become good, successful young men. And so it's paying off for us, but... The tweet. I was surprised that it became as big as it did. I think you know a lot of people liked it, and a lot of coaches actually reached out to me, um, and and asked you know my opinion on things and asked for advice and asked what I did in certain situations. So it was amazing for me to just to be able to reach out to those guys and help them out. I'm always about you know giving as much information as I can. As I mentioned, I don't know everything, and I'm constantly trying to learn myself.
0: This might be too broad of a question, but, um. Mm-hmm. What have you learned the most in the past, you know, six seasons?
1: Um, being patient. Honestly, I think being patient is one thing. You know, I'm c- coaching where I'm at. It's easy to come in here and give up and quit. My um, athletic director at the time, Jolinda Miller, she believed in me. She was patient with me. Um, our new AD, Andrew Mueller, great guy. He's He's been patient. Um, and they were patient just through the whole process. You know, this didn't happen overnight. You know, um, we went from two wins to three wins to four wins. And the, the constant progress is what kept me motivated. I knew we were doing the right thing when I saw that we were consistently winning. Sometimes you'll see a program, they'll win eight or nine games one year. And then, you know, maybe we win two or three the next year. Sure. Um, but but with the way we're building it,
0: every single year we're getting a little bit better. And I hope to continue that trend here. And as I mentioned, just maybe put a little more focus on uh, some of your juniors and seniors. Uh, you mentioned Salim. Mm-hmm. I mean, who are some of your captains and, and kind of maybe take me beyond the X's and O's and how they've really led your team this year? Our our
1: one of our best leaders is honestly De is Devine. He does a lot for us um, off the field. Um he leads our stretch. You know, sometimes I, I might I may not be down at the field when practice starts, you know, if I'm handling something at the school and he'll get them stretched. Um <laughs> Yesterday, Marvin Good came down to the to the office and got a big trash can. It was like, Coach, I'm gonna go clean up the locker room real quick, um, you know, and, and just that type of thing. You know, it's, it's a this is the place where we're we're supposed to leave things better than we found it, whether it's in the classroom, at the practice field, our locker room, a visiting locker room. We just always try to, you know, take care of things and appreciate what we have, and um, you know, our kids are just good good kids they do the right thing they're not in trouble they're taking care of the academics so I'm, I'm extremely proud of them.
0: You mentioned Marvin there for a second threw two touchdown passes on Saturday is that right?
1: Yeah I believe he had two at the game before he may have had three or four or whatnot but he's he's doing good and Marvin was the kid where he primarily focused on basketball in his career early on. And now he's starting to realize that he's becoming a, a pretty good football player, very recruitable kid. He has um, I think around a 3.8 GPA, very smart kid. He asks a lot of questions. Um, he usually doesn't make the same mistake twice. Um, he's definitely developing a leader. And in, in this offseason, him and Keontres became pretty close. And I think Keontres kind of helped Marvin um come along and understand his potential. And Salim Ford, who could, could arguably be our most talented kid. He's Super quiet, doesn't brag about himself or anything like that. But Celine Ford leads by example. Um, Will Gildon, um, he's another under the radar guy. He catches passes. He's our best corner. He's a lockdown corner. Um, he may not get a lot of interceptions because people just don't throw his way much, but he's always in the right spot. He's always first in sprints. He's always working hard in the weight room. Um, just a good role model for our young guys. And a few years ago, like or right now, we're a bunch of juniors and seniors. But a few years ago, um, our, our roster we would have had to play a lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores, and you know that that attributed to some of the losses we had. But you know now we're actually playing with upperclassmen, and like we have a really really good freshman, Justin Thomas. He'll be a Division One player one day. He's a, a 4.0 student. He's about six foot, 185. Strongest bench press on the team. I think he, like 275. He's he's going to be a really good player. And two or three years ago, he probably would have been our best player. But right now, he's coming in. Um, he's playing a role. He plays some safety, plays some running back. He lines up everywhere a little bit. He's, he is he starts, um, but he probably would have been our go-to guy about three or four years ago. So it's we're lucky to have a good junior and senior class. And again, I think that's a testament to us just building a program up
0: and making kids want to stick around. How fun as this group having i mean what what's kind of the identity of this of this team and you mentioned kind of the leadership that goes beyond football and um but what do they like to coach
1: they there it's fun it really is from the players and the staff it's just really fun to be around you know when you're winning um you know everybody's in a little bit better mood but we just appreciate each other and we've been around each other for a while you know Keintrez Devon Keyshawn Barber Will Gilden Amaru Lindsay Celine Ford you know they've they've all pretty much been starting so they were freshmen and sophomores, and you know, went through those those early adversities, um, but they're used to winning. They're used to working hard, and they they just have fun out there. And it's it's a beautiful thing to see. You know, they're not yelling and arguing with each other. They're not frustrated about anything. When something bad does happen, they they clap each other up, pat each other on the back, and they just keep it moving. So, I mean, those kids are just really, really mentally tough, and I really appreciate that about them.
0: What's your message, kind of now, as we head down the home stretch of the? The regular season, obviously, with the eye toward the playoffs. But uh, I know you obviously probably have some conference goals you want to take care of before the postseason. Yeah,
1: yeah, we would we would uh, definitely like to win the CMAC. Um We would like to make the playoffs. Um, we would like to win multiple playoff games. You know, the state championship is a, is an ultimate goal. It's a really big goal. Um, but right now, we just got to take it one at a, one game at a time. West High is our next opponent. Um, you know, they're going to be hungry. They just just came back and, they, you know, they want to beat us. You know, they beat us a couple of years ago. And I'm sure some of those same kids are still on the roster there. Um, but I think a CMAX championship would be huge. Uh, would be huge. <laughs> would be a hey, natural huge. slip there. <laughs> yeah. And that's a that's a big goal of ours. You know, Taft is good. Um, coach Jones at Withrow, really good coach. Um, he's also from Dayton, Ohio, like I am. And, uh, I'm proud of the program he is building over there at Withrow. And um, Coach Tyler Williams, um, he's doing a hell of a job for stepping in as a year one coach. And um, he played some tough, tough competition early on in his season, and now he's starting to get it rolling. Um so these last few games um, are going to be really interesting uh, for the C-Mac. And it's good for the league, you know, um, to have multiple teams
0: that are contending for a title instead of just, you know, the same one every year. Kind of stole my thunder from my uh, last question. So, I mean, how would you kind of assess the, the C-Mac overall, I'm just in in terms of talent and, and the strength of, you know, teams and just, you know, just
1: mm-hmm. how the season is going? There's a lot of talent in the C-Mac, honestly, except, uh, especially with our top three teams. But um, even like a team like Ake and Coach Duke, a really good coach. Um, you know Donye Freeman, um, good good linebacker, Division One kid. Um, Rand was it Rudolph at Taft, Division One kid. Um, Withrow has a the Division One defensive end over there. You know we have De- Devon is a Division One kid, and Keyshawn Barber, um, All State player for us. Corinthian Thomas was an All State player for us, and um, you know I think the league has a lot of talent, and you know, I think there's some really good coaches. In this league also, they kind of get overshadowed by the win-loss record. But uh, as we all know, there's a lot that goes into coaching in this league. Um, and those men do a great job. And then just going to the top, you know, Josh Harden, great AD. Um, and I just, I you know, I'm, I'm honestly just humbled and I appreciate the opportunity just to be in this league and be able to coach with these guys.
0: You know your, your work's not finished with the season, obviously, but what are you most proud of when you kind of look back at um... – and maybe how you've you talked about that tweet about when you came to the program in 2016 yeah. and really building up the program and, and you kind of reflect on that. What, what, what makes you most proud?
1: That like we're, we're here. That's like we're, we're finally to this point. You know, there were, there were times um, my first couple of years where, you know, it was, it was hurting me, you know, not winning just cause I'm, I'm just super, super competitive. I competed everything. And right now it hasn't even sunk in yet. You know what we're doing. I'm sure after the season, um, and don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love it. Like, I'm living in the moment. Sure. But, you know, I feel like we're not, not finished yet. And after this season, I think I'll take a, take a step back and really enjoy it. But right now, I'm just trying to stay locked in, not trying to get too high, not trying to get too low. Um, just kind of stay even
0: keel for our boys un- until we accomplish our goals. Great perspective there. Hughes Head Football Coach Chris Mobley, thanks for joining the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. All the best to you and the team right. going forward. Thank you. I appreciate it, Mike. Well, a lot of great things happening there with the Hughes uh, football program and head coach Chris Mobley, who's coached college football in the past, but uh, he is certainly uh, having the right direction there for the big red is, uh, you know, all eyes got to be on that big c matchup at Taft on October 15th. I know uh, the teams don't want to get ahead of themselves, but that could be for uh, a great opportunity for both programs there at Stargill Stadium that night. I want to remind everybody you want to start your day with Chick-fil-A, your greater Cincinnati and northern Kentucky area Chick-fil-A restaurants have delicious breakfast options for you, including the chicken minis, egg white grill, or the classic chicken biscuit. It's easy to order in the Chick-fil-A app and earn points today. Well, transitioning to the Eastern Cincinnati Conference, Anderson defeated Wenton Woods 28 to 21 in comeback fashion on Friday night. And I was out there at Charles L. Brown Stadium and caught up with Anderson head coach Evan Dreyer after the game.
1: Uh, I've been here six years now, and it's like uh, the curse of beating Witten Woods. Um, they're a great ball club. Chad Murphy took over, and it's one of those things to get over a little bit of a hump as we head to the last three games, and now it's going to be really, really crucial uh, to finish these three games strong as we be at the end of ECC play and head towards the, the playoffs in November.
0: Well, you could tell in Evan Dreyer's voice there uh, how much this victory meant for the Raptors' first victory over Winton Woods since 2009 and uh, certainly trying to keep tabs with uh, undefeated Kings there in the ECC standings. And uh, it'll be interesting to watch here the next three weeks heading into the postseason. want to switch gears a little bit and talk girls volleyball. Mount Notre Dame is going to travel to Arizona on Thursday morning to face national number one ranked Marymount High School out of Los Angeles. And uh, that is part of the GEICO Girls Volleyball Invitational there in Arizona. The championship match will be held on Saturday night on ESPN, U. and I uh, caught up with MND coach Michael Crofton about this opportunity for the Cougars. Yeah, uh, we had to keep this very
2: tight lipped uh, throughout the summer. Um, They, uh, ESPN actually reached out to us and through their subsidiary Paragon uh, Marketing who kind of runs all their events, does all the high school football games and basketball and so forth. And they had reached out to us in I believe early to mid-May and had kind of talked to us about this was something that they wanted to put on. They were trying to branch out to now start to broadcast um, high school volleyball for girls as it's the the popularity has just grown immensely. So they reached out to us and I think the overarching reason why we were chosen was we were ranked number one in the country last year by Max Preps. So we were actually the first team that they reached out to and they had kind of told us we wanna run a four team tournament and we want to find a host city, all expenses paid. Uh, we want to broadcast this live and, you know, really try to have this as the inaugural event to kind of kick off broadcasting future um, high school volleyball matches.
0: So um, you'll actually be, the team will actually be traveling up to Arizona yes. October 8th is the match.
2: Yes. So we will, we fly out on Thursday Um, And we will fly out and we play a match on Friday and then we play a match on Saturday and then we'll come home on Sunday.
0: So you play the number one team, Marymount, from California. They're number one, right? Yeah,
2: they are. They're number one. Uh, They're 15 and 0 right now in their season. Um, They've got a lot of high, high level recruits on their team. They've got two kids going to Stanford. I'm a kid going to Duke, so they will be uh, they will be a very, very strong opponent for us to face. But it's a good experience for our kids to to have that opportunity.
0: That's great. And so it's on looks like ESPN Plus, ESPNU. Is that yeah, from so the, two, the two semifinals
2: will be on ESPN Plus on Friday. And then the the consolation game on Saturday will be on ESPN Plus. But then the championship will be on ESPNU. So that's been their big pushes. That it's going to be on national TV um, on ESPNU for the championship as the uh, the first time ever for high school girls volleyball.
0: How neat of an opportunity is this for you? I mean, how how, uh, how pumped up is everybody around the program? Yeah, I mean, when we were really was
2: me and the AD were only the people that knew. Chris knew. Chris Lovett knew the old head coach. But I kind of ran this by him and got his thoughts on everything because we had our schedule was full, so we actually had to cancel a couple opponents. But we had already signed uh, an agreement with to play, and uh, you know we just we kind of pushed it off to next year. But when we kind of told the girls we had a big event, once we could finally release it, once we knew we had the details and we knew we had the contracts for this event, uh, we had a big event in our gym with the AD came and a couple parents, and we kind of talked about. It and the girls were just speechless; they really had, they really did not know what to say, and they didn't know if we were being serious or if we were just pulling. Them. But for us, it's just an incredible opportunity for the city, and for we have we've gotten great feedback from other coaches that are excited to see it, excited to. Uh, we got the opportunity to do it because these opportunities don't come very often, and for us to kind of be able to showcase our city and our program um, to the country is something we're extremely looking forward to.
0: Well, the reigning Division One state champion Cougars will certainly have a uh, challenge on their hands. Uh, taking on the national number one team. But if any team is up for it, it's a GGCL program like MND and uh, all the best to Coach Crofton and the Cougars as they travel out west for this national two-day tournament before heading back to Cincinnati to start the postseason. want to thank uh, Hughes Head Football Coach Chris Mobley and also Anderson Head Football Coach Evan Dreyer for their perspective on their respective teams this week. And that's all we have for you this week on the WCPO High School Insider. Be sure to check us out next week as we'll be talking week nine of the Ohio High School football season.